0: This is Lee. So glad you're here today. We've been talking about, and then the end will come. I was out walking a few nights ago and Jesus said that to me. He said, then the end will come when the gospel is preached, when the truth is known, not the compromised word that we live, us that we live in, but the truth, how he lives doing what he does, saying what he says, living in his kingdom right here on the earth. Then all will know the truth and can make a clear choice. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited because I have this revelation to share with you. And um, it's exciting. and, And because I'm glad you're here today, because so many people think they're ready When I'm out and about, and I talk to people about Jesus, everybody says, I'm ready. And Jesus is telling us, and then the end will come. When you do this thing, when you do his work, when you live his way in his kingdom, then the end will come. And so we're not ready. So let's acknowledge him. And so we can hear the correction that he has for us today, how we need to be prepared how how we can be ready. So Jesus, we thank you for telling us things to come. We thank you so much that you're giving us revelation, knowledge, the wisdom, the knowing of when you're coming. It's at our fingertips. Coming in our ears. Because you love us so very much. Thank you and praise you. We're here to hear what you have to say today. Love you. Got kind of to humble ourselves before Him. So often I hear people say, Do you mean to tell me I don't have enough faith? And that's what Jesus wants to talk to us today about. And He said it. I didn't say it, right? He said, Will I find faith when I come? He said, The disciples. When he calmed the storm, when they woke him up, and they were saying, "Master," you know, they were freaking out, and he said, "Oh, you of little faith. How long should I put up with you? What are you freaking out about?" Right? And um, he said, when when they cast when he cast out the demon, a little boy, you know, the man in, and um, Matthew seventeen. The man brought his little boy to the disciples and said I brought him to your disciples but they couldn't cast him out and Jesus said how long shall I put up with this unbelieving generation he was just up to his neck and the lack of faith that's how it sounded right he said how long should I put up with you bring the boy to me and he cast him out cast out that demon right away and the demon left and the boy was fine he got up and the disciples said why couldn't we do this he said because of your unbelief i looked up in the interlinear bible that word belief and one of the one of the definitions was unfaithfulness and that word just stuck out at me jesus said you unfaithful generation How long is it going to take you guys to be faithful? Even though he's faithful, we're not. We're not faithful. And he, he, he's distressed about that because to be ready, we have to be faithful. We have to be faithful. We have to have faith and Romans 10 17 tells us faith comes by hearing the Word of God. You know, so, so many people say, oh, I know the Word, i heard that. I've heard that before. But faith comes by hearing it, and hearing it, and hearing it. Think of the day when Jesus was here. They were following him around. They were hearing, and hearing, and hearing. And the woman with the issue of blood heard so much word that she thought if she could just touch him, touch the edge, the hem of his garment, she would be healed, and she wasn't. He said, who touched me? I felt faith, leave me. That's the kind of faith he's looking for. And to to be that disciple, to care about what he cares about, and then the end will come when we do our part, is exactly what he's grieved about. We're not doing it. We don't really care about what he cares about. Because if we did, then we'd be doing that. And he knows that we don't, we haven't taken the time, so we don't know what's happening in the spirit. And that's why I said, that's why he's telling us, because we're not doing the work. Because, and today he's saying, because you don't have faith. You don't have faith that I'm coming. You don't have faith that you're anointed. You're not having faith to believe or to lay hands on the sick and cast out demons. But when you do, then the end will come because I need you to prepare the way for me. And so to talk a little bit more about faith, um, we have to have action to our faith. So often we say we have faith, but what's coming out of your mouth? What's in your heart? Jesus said, what's in your heart? will come out of your mouth. So faith comes by hearing the word of God. we got to put that word in our heart so it's just naturally coming out of our mouth. And so if it's not naturally coming out of your mouth, then what are you putting in your heart? I just feel Jesus reminding me, he called the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. When you're putting junk in your heart, in your ears, in your eyes. Junk's going to come out. But when you put the Word of God in your heart, when you're always paying attention, when you're looking, you're learning, you're searching, you're you're, you're doing the Word. You're living the Word. It's because you've taken that faith. You've, you've taken in faith. So I was thinking to you, so if he was calling the disciples unfaithful, What were they doing? Why were they being unfaithful? I mean, after all, they were with Jesus, but actually, they weren't with Jesus. He came down the mountain, and the man had already gone to um, his disciples who they couldn't do anything. And so I was meditating on that and thinking, well, what were they doing? Well, maybe they were arguing. Um, Maybe they were eating too much. Maybe they were. Judging other people. And then I compare that to today. Are we unfaithful? What do you say? You, you, uh, you unbelieving generation, how long should I put up with you? What do you say that? Because what are we doing? We're doing the eating thing. We're eating too much, gossiping, um, trying to get a speck out of our brother's eye. So, if we were faithful, we'd be encouraging each other. We'd be building each other up like they maybe weren't doing. Maybe they weren't encouraging each other and they weren't, obviously, obviously they weren't, they weren't talking about what Jesus said and meditating the word. They weren't doing that. We're not doing that because he's saying to us, you're unfaithful. You're being unfaithful. Go dunk, dunk in the Jordan River seven times. I don't want to dunk in the Jordan River seven times. It's dirty. Can't you just heal me? Can't you just do it my way? You don't have enough faith. Go look at the word. Meditate on it. Fill up. I don't want to take the time to meditate on the word. I don't have time for that. Then you don't want to live in his kingdom very much. It's not that important to you if you don't have time for that. But you have time for your favorite TV show. You have time to play some kind of game on your phone. You have time to go on Facebook for hours and hours and hours and scroll and judge and and criticize and compare and, and feel bad about yourself. You have time to meditate with the enemy, hang out with him, fellowship with him, meditate on what he's saying. You have time to feel bad about yourself. You have time enough to overeat, to overshop, but you don't have time to hear the word right? You don't have time. So I guess you got to make time if you want to be faithful. If you want to be that faithful one that he's looking for so that when he comes, he'll find faith. You're going to be faith. You're going to be filled with faith. That's going to come out of your mouth. He's not going to say, oh, bring the boy to me. You're going to cast the demon out. That's what he wants. He wants us to do his work. But we don't even have faith to live in his kingdom right here on the earth. We don't have faith to get healed. You know, some would say God doesn't heal everyone. Of course he does. Of course he does. By his stripes, we were healed. It's just a matter of faith. You don't have enough faith. You're not paying attention. You're, you're paying attention to what's wrong with you. hanging out, fellowshipping with the enemy, you're not taking the time to hear the word. Because if you heard the word, you wouldn't even say such a thing. You wouldn't say you're sick. You'd say, I'm healed. By his stripes, I was healed. Whether you saw it or not, you would say it because you had faith. Faith comes by hearing the word, not having heard, not guessing. You know, people are just too lazy. I hear it so often that it makes me angry. I worked hard to hear the word because I was desperate. Maybe you're just not desperate enough. That's not the answer I wanted. I didn't want to dunk in the Jordan River seven times. I didn't want to do that. It's dirty. I have other things I need to get done. I don't want to hear the word. I don't have time. I have to go to work and worry about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink and what I'm going to wear. I have to do this, that and the other thing. Martha, Martha, Jesus would say to you. Martha, Martha, what are you doing? What's important? Jesus is beckoning us today to take the time to hear the word to hear the word to overflowing so that's all you want to talk about. That's all you want to do is help prepare the way. Jesus is grieving. He said, it's not as well that one should perish. And we got to get ready. We got to repent of our ways and get ready. Be about his business. But we're not. And he's grieving. He's sad because he can't get through to you. He's trying to get this message through to you. I was saying when, I, when I'm out and about, most people say to me, no, thank you, I'm ready. I go to church, someone said. I, I, I went to life fest." But, you know, recently I met a man. All he did is say, Jesus. And he started talking to me about the word. We were talking back and forth about Jesus. He was on fire for Jesus. I wasn't bothering him. He appreciated me. Most people, when you talk to them about the word, you bother them. (sighs) Okay, I know already what you're going to say. I heard it. Okay, I heard it. Because you know what? They don't want to hear it. They don't want to do it. They don't want to take the time to hear the word and to change. And so those are the people are going to say, well, God didn't heal me. I don't know why, I guess. This is my cross to bear. This is what he wants me to do. Your cross to bear is put your life aside and follow after him and take on persecution. Your cross to bear is in sickness and disease. To have it, to suffer, to be broke. He said, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And when you're not hearing the word, you're hearing the enemy fill your mind with lies. Lies, lies, lies. You meditate them. And he tells you lies about Jesus. Like, he's not going to heal everyone. He's not going to heal you. Sorry, you're not the chosen one. Not everyone's chosen. God only loves some of us, not all of us. His word does not say that. He's no respecter of persons. Just like you love all your children, you wouldn't pick one out and say, I'm not doing nothing for you, just for these two, or these eight. And I'm picking you out of this crowd because I didn't choose you. The enemy is telling lies. And many who call themselves Christians are repeating the lies to those who don't know Jesus, And so they know a lie about Jesus and the end can't come because they don't got a fair shot because the so-called Christians are lying to those who don't know Jesus. And Jesus is angry. He is. He told me he's frustrated. Come on, let's get it together. Tell the truth. If you don't know the truth, shut your mouth. Seriously. I know I'm getting in your face, but if you don't know the truth and you have no I no business saying what you think, your opinion, what the devil told you. Read the word by his stripes you were healed. Everyone's invited. But not everyone wanted to go to the king's banquet. They're too busy. I got this to do. I got that to do. They're too busy. They don't have time. They don't have time to marry Jesus. You don't have time to marry Jesus. You're too busy worrying about your life. There's more important things to you than Jesus. Even your worry is important. I got this concern, and I got to worry, and don't tell me I can't worry. Because I need to worry. I want to worry. Because if I don't take care of it, who will? That's not faith at all. And so no wonder you're speaking that. But if you sat with Jesus, you'd be saying, I don't know he's gonna do it, but I know he's gonna do it. Because I sat at his feet. Philippians says, don't fret about anything. Bring everything to me. Petition me. Sit with me and I'll tell you what's going to happen. What I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it to pass even. If you ask wisdom, And you're asking in faith. I give to all liberally without fault finding. But don't be double-minded. Don't come and ask me something. Don't test me. And see if I'm going to give you the right answer. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. If you're paying attention, you know his voice. You know his voice and you're following him. But if you don't pay attention... You're not going to hear him. You're not going to know things to come. You're not going to know that on that day when you stand before him, he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, because he can't tell you ahead of time, because you won't listen, because you, you won't take time to hear him. You're too busy at your job. You're too busy fulfilling the lust of your flesh. I know this message is getting in your face, but it's better than on that day him saying, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. You can't even know the law if you're not paying attention to the word. Pay attention. My son, pay attention to my word for their life to those who find them in health to a man's whole body. That's why you're not healed. You're not paying attention to the word. That's why. That's why you're not healed. That's why you're saying God doesn't heal everyone. God does heal everyone he's no respecter of persons. If you have faith and you go to him, he's going to heal you. That woman touched him with her faith. She touched Jesus. He said, faith has gone out of me. You don't have to try to get him to heal you. He already made provision for your healing. He already got on the cross. He took all those stripes for your healing. It's not a lie. Open the book and look at it and stop depending upon what you think, really. You're depending upon what you think or what somebody said to you or what it looks like, what it feels like. What it feels like doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your circumstances don't matter. Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, nothing would be impossible for you. Nothing. Jesus cursed a fig tree. And the disciples are freaking out the next morning. Look at that tree you cursed. It's withered. Of course it is. I'm telling you the truth. If you have constant faith in God, all the time faith, non wavering faith, never ending faith, you can tell this mountain to move and it'll move. Mountains don't move. He's talking about your problems, he's talking about your circumstances. Of course. We can move a mountain with our faith. Nothing is impossible for him who believes. But he's talking about your situation, the issue that you're having. Speak to it. And if you have faith and you say, it will happen. But, when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father can forgive you. See, that's the other thing. God didn't heal me. And then, I hate him, I hate her, I can't forgive them. But, Jesus didn't heal you because you hold unforgiveness towards someone. If you say you hate your brother, but you say you love God, it doesn't work that way. You have to be on the same page as him. The other reason you didn't get healed is disobedience. And we told you to stop lying, you're still lying. Maybe he told you to stop buying, and you're still buying. Maybe he told you to, to stop eating too much, and you're still eating too much. Maybe he told you to go here, and you didn't go there. Whatever he tells you to do... If you do it, he's going to manifest himself to you. Your healing is going to manifest if you obey him. So he's going to correct you. He corrects those that he loves. Revelation 3.19, he said, I correct those that I love. And so he's correcting you because he loves you. He's getting in your face today through me because he loves you. He's going to convict you. If you feel icky and you want to turn this off, don't. Don't, because I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And many are going to say, but Lord, I did this, I did that in your name. He's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Well, then who are you fellowshipping with? Was it the enemy if he didn't know you? Yeah, if you're practicing lawlessness, he's going to come and take God's place. He's going to resume where Jesus left off. If you just ignore Jesus, you can't even know the law unless you know Jesus. And the bottom line is the thing is, you got to be born again, even to get it. If all this is like Greek to you, it's because you're not born again. Jesus said you must be born of the Spirit, which means when you decide you're going to believe in him, when you look to him, then he's going to baptize you in the Spirit. And you have to be baptized in water. You have to proclaim, I'm going to serve Jesus. Not until you are born again, born of the Spirit, are you going to have understanding or be able to see. He said, if you're not born again, you can't even see in the kingdom of God. And then nothing makes sense because you didn't make that decision. The Pharisees wouldn't bow down to Jesus. They wouldn't believe him. They said, no, we don't believe you're the son of man. Who do you think you are? And then they killed him. But one of those religious leaders, Nicodemus, came to Jesus and he said, wow, I see something different in you. Oh, and by the way, he came in the night because he didn't want them to know that he was going to see Jesus. And Jesus said, unless you're born again, you can't see. And Jesus is saying to you, if you can't understand this, if it just seems too wild to you, then you must be born again. And all you have to do is say, I believe. Mean it in your heart. You got to mean it in your heart. You got to decide that you're just going to believe in Jesus. And then you're just going to open your eyes. You're going to see what you didn't see before. It's a must. Otherwise, none of this makes any sense. And if you're too stubborn to believe, then that falls on you. It's not that he's going to heal you. He, 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 it's not that he didn't choose you. you got to choose him. you got to choose him. Revelation 3.20, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. I'm choosing you. And if you'd heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. I'm going to baptize you in the Spirit. I'm going to train you up. I'm going to preserve you, teach you, tell you things to come, help you to obey me. If you heed my voice. If you don't heed his voice, it doesn't make any sense to have him come live on the inside of you because no sooner will he move in, he's going to move out. If you abide in me and I abide in you. Ask what you will and it will be done for you. It only happens when you abide with him, when you agree with him, when you're in agreement with him, when you're on the same page as him. You don't say a prayer because you're afraid of going to hell and then go back to your own life. You say the prayer because you're committed to him, you're engaged with him, and you want to have eternal life with him. That's what it's about. You're going to marry Jesus. You have, excuse me, you have time to go to the ball. You have time. You want to. You're excited to. You don't have excuses. Well, I got to babysit. Well, I got to make dinner. Well, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'll see if I have a little time for you later. And then later never comes. That's not it. It's a commitment. When you're going to marry someone, you spend all your time getting to know them all your time. You love them. You want to get to know them. You want, you want them to know you. You want to know their likes or dislikes. And so you got to read the word to find that out. We got to hurry up. Jesus is coming. And I don't know when he's going to flip the page, but he said, this is a hold up. The Christians are holding it up. When the truth is known, Everyone has to hear the truth. And so we got to do our part. We got to do our part. You got to submit. It takes time to get to know him. It's urgent. He told me, It's urgent. Tell everyone I'm coming. Give them a chance to get ready. Give them a chance to know they're not ready and they're not doing my will. So. Let's let's uh, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for helping us and teaching us. Helping us to be ready. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. We ask you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God and teach us and and we're committed to commit to you. We love you, we praise you. Come live on the inside of us and change our lives, repair us for eternal life. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for saying that prayer. I'm so excited if you said that prayer. and Get faith. Read the Word. Look at the Word. Day and night, day and night, day and night. You'll have so much faith on the inside of you that you'll be excited to do what He wants you to do. You'll be excited because you're going to be living in kingdom in His kingdom right here on the earth. Tell a friend. Tell everyone. Jesus is coming, and we're a part of getting ready. The end will come when we do our part. Get faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, not have heard. And along with faith comes revelation knowledge. You're going to understand. You're going to have understanding, and you won't be accusing God of doing bad things. Thanks so much for listening today. me. I bless you.